0: Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. SoulMane Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Today I'm going to talk about making the characters and, by extension, the players. Feel appreciated, and they're getting somewhere. We'll talk about that after this. All right. when i started role playing when i started doing it way back in 1981 the gms went out of their way to make sure we all knew it was a it was a dangerous place i didn't think we needed much reminding of that after we had a few tpks but that's you know that's the way they always say that you know gms should Remind them that it's a dangerous place and it's always okay to run away. Okay, fine. Do that. But I would rather find other ways to do it. Or rather to... Because that... Let me back up on this. Because sometimes the play, the characters, and by extension the players, start feeling kind of, you know, no matter what we do... We can't get ahead on this. I've had GM, what they used to call killer GMs, who would who would just look for every opportunity to screw up the characters. And I'm not talking about giving them challenges or anything like that. Just to, you know, just to be dicks, basically. And we all know you're not supposed to be a dick. You know, they what I the, the one thing I remember in my early days was I was playing in this one club called the Winds of Time. It was a gaming club. And it seemed like this one GM taught you never, ever to buy or borrow a horse. Walk on foot because apples to oranges that night or while you're in the dungeon, or something like that. Somebody's going to steal your horses, sometimes when you're there at at night point. And we would spend this money to get horses, and then he would have them stolen. Oh, well, it's a, a dangerous world. No kidding. I mean, come on, really? I mean, that still haunts me a bit as a player to this day. You know, we're we're riding we're riding to our destination. We got to stop for the night. What do you bet we're going to be walking to the rest of the way? So, I, I try not to do that anymore, but that that left left a bad taste in my mouth, and that seems like every other game master I dealt with was like that. I don't know why. You got to be able to build up your the characters too, along with. You know, not, not long with getting, you got to give them, you shouldn't give them hardships. You should give them challenges. That's what I'm trying to say. There's going to be a problem they're going to have to fix, but I'm not going to kick them all down. They're down either. Although I've seen some people do that. That's not good. Kind of crazy, really. But what are you going to do? I mean, I had a feeling Gary was like that once in a while too. I mean, why else would you make monsters to solve a specific problem that the player that the characters keep doing? You know what I'm saying? I think you do. But when I'm running a game, you know, I've got to be a neutral arbiter. And these kind of guys are not neutral. They are kind of sadistic. And I don't really approve of that kind of play. Now, my friend Matt He runs a tough world. He subscribes to the Tim Kask method of running a a, a D&D game. Very tough. Very unforgiving. You know, he's going to pose problems with us, like how to get healing potions, you know, minor stuff and major stuff. But at the same time, I don't see him as sadistic. Now, he may tell me different. But I just don't see it because I think he gives us a fair chance of doing what we're going to do. If we come up with something interesting to do, he'll try and let us do it. Another, another type of GM I never liked was, no matter what you're doing, climbing a wall or jumping from one, one part of the castle to the other or something like that, even the most trivial things like climbing up a rope, He'll make you do rolls and rolls and rolls. Now, sometimes this is appropriate. You know, if you got something that's almost, you know, hardly, hardly easy, it's hard to do. So, you know, okay, you'd have more than one roll, but you don't have to do for every single step. Come on. Another trick I like to use is to build up the characters. Now, what I mean by that is make them make them feel smart. Now, we all know the tool in the GM's toolbox of listening to your players when they're doing something and then, you know, making a judgment as, as appropriate. I mean, I have encounters and things I plan, but there are also those unplanned encounters. And there's also, I throw in like two or three encounters that I have no idea what's going on. Just I just throw them in, you know, just for them for something to do because those kind of things I can use them or not use them. That's the beauty about it. That's why I say when you're adventuring, you know, kind of like when I say you're adventuring, you're planning a pre- adventure. Make one or two scenes that are optional that you can get rid of if you have to. Uh, same thing with this. And if they're looking for a MacGuffin and they run into something random and They're, you know, if they're not fighting, well, even if they aren't fighting, uh, find a way to connect that to the story if you can. And one way of doing it is listening to your players. Now, the magic thing about this is if you listen to them and they prove you're right because of GM reasons, makes them feel smarter. They figured it out. That's good, especially for something like a murder mystery. You got the clues there. Let them come to some conclusion. Even maybe you haven't decided who the bad guy is yet. Whatever adventure. Give them give them the leads, give them the clues or whatever, and just let listen to them. Let them figure it out for themselves. Make a note, and well, that's the way it's going to play out. Now I'm not saying you do this all the time, but you should do it at least once or maybe twice during a campaign because it just makes the it makes the players and the characters feel smarter and they actually have a brain. I mean, there's always you know, you know there are my when I first started playing, my my problem was how do I play a character that's smarter than me? This is one way to do it. Now, to me I figured out okay, higher intelligence you get more intelligence roles or something like that. But dude, something like this, you know, Pose a problem to them, then sit back for about five minutes and let them role play and listen to what they're doing. They may come up with a solution for you, and when it turns out that they were right, oh boy, does that feel good! And I'm saying this is a player too, is not as just as a GM. It sure makes me feel better when something like that happens. As as my character feels, it's like then they start thinking, hey, we can solve this stuff. Well, yeah, as long as you think about it and put your brain to it. And if I don't have anything, you know, to to go along with that, then, you know, all bets are off. You want to say something that I agree with? I'll make it happen. It's, it's just, a, it's just a, you know, it's all, ch- not chance, but I mean, it's inspiration from the whole table. So there's a way f- to make your players and character, the characters they play, feel smarter. Okay, this is going to be a short one, so I gotta, cause I gotta go start my day. All right, if you guys want to talk, I'm sorry, I'm a little under the weather today. <laughs> if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you two can help support this program, and I will thank you if you want to do a single donation, there's my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash Or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash so, let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, Dan Griggs, the Young, Y U N G Young Ragnar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandit's Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tanker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King size is on the air.